What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Loading Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Welcome to tonight's show. I am at the St. James Theater, home of the Broadway hit Something Rotten. And I'm sitting in the dressing room of John Cariani, who plays the lead role of Nigel Bottom, the sensitive, sometimes awkward, always endearing Bottom brother, with Brian Darcy James playing against him as the more brash, pushy Bottom brother. In addition to being an actor, John's also an accomplished playwright, who is best known for his play Almost Maine, which has been produced by over... 2,500 theater companies in the U.S. Pretty remarkable. John, welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited to be here. And I love this dressing room. We were just talking about how spacious it is. I can like, I mean, you have this huge leather chair that I'm sitting on right now. Yeah. That you were nice enough to give me. Yeah, you're too, if you want to. Uh, Do you take naps in this chair sometimes, like between shows or before the show? I don't do naps because I don't recover from naps or Okay, no? I just sit and read. You power through? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so do you, what's your, like, routine, your health routine to, like, stay, you know, I mean, it's, it's such an action-packed show. There's so much energy in this show. Like, um, how do you stay energetic? I just, to warm up, I just go for short runs with my dog, short, fast mm-hmm. runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, he's a pit bull, uh, pit bull, cocker spaniel, pointer mix. Oh, Those sweet. are the three things Is he a rescue? Tell. Yep. Aww. He's pretty funny, and Would he likes you? to run. But the vet says it's not good to run him more than two miles, so we run two miles really fast just about every morning. <laughs> Really? Awesome. Yeah, and that's my warm-up show. Okay. And do you, what's his name? Milo. What is it? Milo. Milo? Yeah. Oh, how did you come up with that? Uh, that's, his, that's the name he came with. Oh, it did? Okay. <laughs> Cute! I love it. I'm a dog lover. Oh, he's pretty, I'll show you a picture. I won't do it now, but I'll show you a picture. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Everyone photo. else is going to want to do it. So you grew up in Maine. Mm-hmm. What was your childhood like? Um, I moved to Maine when I was eight. I was born in Massachusetts and... Um, moved to Maine when I was in third grade, mm-hmm. um, and where I grew up is really far. It's 470 miles north of Boston, mm-hmm. um, so it's like a five-hour drive from Portland, Maine. It's way up in the northern part, and it's kind of surrounded by Canada. If you drive five miles to the east, you're in New Brunswick, Canada, and if you drive about an hour and a half northwest, you're in Quebec. Did you go to Canada much growing up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hear that. I hear that. You sound a little Canadian when you say that. Yeah. Oh well, but not for good reasons. It was because the drinking age was low. So oh. We would do stupid like, you know, I didn't really do that, but that's what we would go. We would go. We would I get hope to you go. did do that. <laughs> we, yeah. No, we would get to go to clubs. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I was actually, a pretty good. Kid I relate to that because I'm from Michigan, so yeah. Canada again, like 45 minutes away. Yeah. So I mean, and the, you could go over into the clubs if you were in. 19 so we would go Mm -hmm. when we were home from college and Mm -hmm. sometimes before (laughs) so so how does uh i mean do you do you miss maine i mean being in your city and like the complete opposite of where you grew up yeah i just um it's really beautiful um and we were just talking about it's gonna be really cold this weekend like Mm -hmm. this is what winter is to me like it's cold 
Yeah. Um, You're used to this. This is like no big deal. Well, yeah, and it's really pretty. Like in Maine, you you spend a lot of time outside in the cold because you can dress for it and you are prepared for it. And it's cold for a long, long time, so you just get used to it. And there's so many fun things to do, like cross country ski and downhill ski and snowmobile and all the fun things you get to do in the winter. Totally. Yeah. You know, like I remember winter is fun, and in New York, winter is a drag. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get to do any of those sports anymore? Do you ever get a chance? I mean, not really. Not unless I go away. And this schedule is crazy. I don't even know. Are we allowed to ski? I don't even know if I'm allowed to ski on the contract. Probably not. I don't think I can play basketball. Oh really? Yeah, you break a finger, right? Oh, okay. I know they're pretty strict about that stuff. I haven't read my contract. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Like, what else can't you do? I just, I remember one, uh, the other show I did was Fiddler on the Roof, and I remember, I don't think we were allowed to ski or play basketball. I just remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember having to be careful of ankles, fingers, anything that would preclude you from being able to do the show, like, yeah, the way of being able to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> but no, growing up there was awesome, because it was all about, like, it was a really small town, and it's really sparsely populated, so the, the closest big city is, there really isn't one, like... Mm-hmm. You had to go three hours to get to a mall. And when did you know that you had the theater bug and that this was something you wanted to do? Well, I liked it in high school. We had a really good school that had really good sports teams and really good arts programs. And, you know, school was everything. Mm-hmm. It was everything in the town. And so everybody made sure that kids had stuff to do because idle kids is bad news. Mm-hmm. And so we had a really great school. And it surprised a lot of people. And uh, we had a really good theater program, really good band. I was in the band. I was really active in band. And What did uh, you play? I played the clarinet and the saxophone and jazz band, and then I played in the marching band. I played drums. Oh, cool. <laughs> but um, I did some plays up there. I really liked it. Um, I think quietly decided it was something I wanted to pursue, but I didn't tell anybody because I knew what a ridiculous idea it was to try to pursue. You didn't think your parents would be supportive? No, I wasn't worried about that. I just didn't want anybody to know if I wanted to do it and then didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I kind of waited until I was doing it to tell people I was doing it. What was the first thing you were in? Like the first professional um, thing you were in? I got an internship at a theater called Stage West in Springfield, Massachusetts, um, right after I gra- a little bit after I graduated Is that home of the Simpsons, or is that... That's Springfield, Illinois, right? Oh. Or no, isn't that just a Springfield? Or, oh, okay. Isn't that just a Springfield somewhere? Because there's more towns named Springfield in the country than any other town. Is that right? So I think that's why okay. the Simpsons are called Springfield. That so would be right. I could be wrong, but I think that's right. <laughs> we'll go with it. Yeah. Um... Wait, what did you ask me? So that? you were in Springfield doing your first professional. Oh yeah, production. I did an internship, and we spent like we studied. Uh, we took acting classes from the resident company. It was like a Lord C theater, really beautiful theater. It's not in business anymore. Mm-hmm. It went out of business. So sad. Um, but we got to see productions at Hartford Stage because it was really close to Hartford Stage. We went to Boston to see stuff at the Huntington sometimes. ART. Um, and we we performed in uh, the small black box theater in the in the in the theater. And then we also understudied main stage roles, and we did everything from clean toilets to work in the office to 10 bar, all the stuff that you do when you're an intern. And um, one of the cool things was we had a huge children's theater program that was actually fantastic. And it's because um, Dr. Seuss, is it Geis? Theodore Geis, is that his name? We can, we can look, Google it. Um, I think his real name is Geis. Anyway, I think his widow uh, lived in Springfield, and she um, funded the children's theater program at Stage West. And... Uh, that's where I really started to realize I wanted to do it because it was it was some of the best theater I've ever done in my life. Um, the costume budget was incredible. She gave a pile of money, and we, we did plays. Um, we would do them on the main stage for just like two weeks in the winter, like in January, and, and kind of in between shows. And then we toured all over uh, the Massachusetts, Connecticut area. Um, 
bringing these shows to schools that could afford it and couldn't afford it. That's great. And that was really incredible. And, and they were made to travel, so they were really brilliantly designed and brilliantly costumed. And the budget was huge, and it was it was a really and we we did only grim fairy tales, the original as as close to the oh, original so form cool. as you could. Uh huh. That's right. Now, is this something Rod and affiliated? I was at the show on Tuesday night, and I know that they were doing like a Q and A after for some. Oh yeah. Kids that were here. It so was kids was... night on Broadway on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. So yep. we had a big talk back mm-hmm. afterwards. Very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Were you part of that? I well, I don't think I did the talk back because I had guests, so I had okay. to give them a tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so how did you get involved in something rotten? Where when when did you? What was your first moment of involvement? Um, well, uh, I I auditioned for a show that Casey Nicolau directed called Minsky's mm-hmm. um, in two thousand nine. We did it at the Amundsen Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, I played Rachel Dratch's boyfriend, and oh, really? it was super fun. And we got to sing a song that was, to this day, the most fun thing I've ever done. And somebody should get Rachel and I to do it somewhere sometime because it's such an awesome song. I, I, I What's the song called? Um, it's called "I Want a Life." Okay, um, I would love to see that. I can picture this. It you. was pretty <laughs> awesome, and the show didn't make it um, oh. to Broadway. Charles Strauss, Susan Birkenhead, and Bob Martin were the uh, music lyricist book writer um it was a pretty great experience but it didn't manage to find its way into broadway and i was pretty bummed and three years later january of 2012 i think casey called my agent and said we'd like john to do a reading of this new show that we have he has to meet with phil reno the music director he's got to learn the music because we just want to be able to really we want to read through it and present it as best we can so that the guys who wrote it can hear it so kevin mccollum can hear it and so that they can kevin mccollum's our producer um, decide if they want to move forward with it. So that was January of 2012, and I've been with it ever since. Wow. <laughs> so in, in back in 2012, do you get a full script at this point? Uh, we got a full script. There were some places where it was mm-hmm. there were holes, um, songs that hadn't yet, had yet to be written. So it was like a playwright and an actor. Like, what was your first impression of the script? I mean, it's such a unique show. Well, I loved playing a guy who is trying to write about being true to yourself uh-huh. and being a good good guy and mm-hmm. you know writing from the heart and all that stuff mm-hmm. I was very drawn to that yeah definitely and I also like that it's a crazy show and I, I, I'm not part of it like it's a very there's a lot of meta in it you know what I mean yeah and I'm not really part of the meta I'm kind of the sincere part and that's mm-hmm. kind of my thing yeah yeah I'm not so good at the meta I'm more good at the I'm better at the the sincere earnest sincere mm-hmm. stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah, and your character, yeah, like you said, he's sweet, he's naive, he's endearing and full of wonder. Like, mm-hmm. he kind of brings that that wondrous moment to yeah. the show. And what do you tap into to play that role? Um, I think, I mean, I think I still, I don't know, I think I'm just still, I'm not cynical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's what, I'm not a cynical guy. That's awesome. So. There's so much energy, I mean, I see a lot of shows and... There's something really special about the energy in your show. I think so, too. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and I don't know if being on the stage you can feel the same. It's like palpable. It is such like a, just a genuine, like, not over the top, like in, you know, like, there's where it's, there's a point where it goes too far, yeah. and it's kind of off-putting, and it yeah. is, this is just like such a high-energy, wonderful show. Yeah. Um, it just must be such a great, you know, experience working with this cast. It just feels like you're also Well, it's a bunch of the smartest comedians you'll find on Broadway, I think. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of comedians who have great integrity and are pretty healthy personally. So they don't need, there's not a lot of ego. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a, not a lot of desperate neediness. 
everybody's really healthy, you know what I mean? And so we're a team and everybody knows how to help each other. Yeah. I mean, I mean, getting to, I mean, Brian, Darcy James, is somebody I've always admired and finding out I was going to play, he was going to play my brother was a very big deal for me. Had you met him before? Had you ever... Um, a couple times, but not, I mean, I had mostly just seen him on stage. Right, right. Um, getting to share the stage with Christian Borrell is an experience that I w- hope everyone has in their life <laughs> because it's pretty special. Yeah, he's hilarious. Um, so funny and he knows, so smart and he, and he has people right in the palm of his hand. It's mm-hmm. really incredible. Um, I don't get to share the stage with Brad Oscar, but watching him do musical is something I will never forget. Yep. <laughs> um, being out there with Brooks Ashmanskis and now David Beach is pretty special because it's, I've learned now that David's gone in and what a, it's a pretty great role, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a really funny, funny role. Um, it's just, uh, also we're, everybody's uh, smart and mature and we get notes every couple weeks. The assistant directors come, the director, Steve Bebow, comes and watches us and tells us what's shameless, shameful. <laughs> really? Which, yeah. Is that it, typical in a show? I've only done one other show. It wasn't my, quite my experience with that one. This is a little special. I think this is because they want to maintain the integrity of the comedy because they don't want to push it across. They don't want to cross the line because when you cross the line, it gets gross. Mm-hmm. And if we can stay right against the line, it stays buoyant and funny and palatable. Do they ever change anything up? Any of the jokes up or no? No. They don't, yeah. Pretty, it's pretty strict, yeah. I think it's actually really cool that they give you notes every couple of weeks. I love it. Yeah. Well, they just remind you what's in poor taste. Yeah. What's selfish? It you know. allows you to still grow as an actor, mm-hmm. you know, not get stagnant. Yeah. Maybe that might also add to the energy. It's constantly pushing people a little bit. Well, know? it's so well written and it's really fun to do. It's like once you're on the train, it's easy to do every night. It's so fun to do. Like when I come here, I'm in a bad mood. The hardest thing to do in the world is, is I don't think people know how hard it is to do comedy because most days you're in a bad mood. <laughs> like most days you're not like the happiest person in the world. And that's very hard to come and figure out how to put that away and be happy. It's a lot easier, I find it much easier to play sad roles because most days you're veering towards, <laughs> I mean, I'm a happy guy, but you know, most, it's not hard to be sad, life, life, you know, knocks you down, and, and, and I find it very, this is pretty easy to get up for though because it's so well made and so well constructed that once you're on the train and you go, it's easy to go, and plus the music, I think so, it's fantastic. So do you find, like, if you come in and you're having a, a crappy day and you, by the end of the show, you're having a good day, um, like, you kind of leave kind on of a high? A, yeah, well, you, it's like an awesome antidepressant. <laughs> not that I'm depressed or anything, but... So everyone should, really, anyone, yeah. It really does Prozac, help. Just get in the show. <laughs> Seriously, get in a show like this. No, it's really fun. It really does yeah. lift your spirits and... It's a lot different, a very different experience from Fiddler on the Roof. No, I know for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> who'd, you play, who'd you play in Fiddler? I was Model the Taylor. Oh, you were. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a great role. Yep. I just saw that last night. Yep. Great role. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, this show also gave me a new, uh, new perspective on Shakespeare. You know, it's yep. kind of just being a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And just like that it's a kind of hip thing. And um, I was wondering for you, did it make you think about Shakespeare in a new way or whether it's the work or the man or no i i always i always i always kind of wonder when people elevate these people to such incredible status and mm-hmm. i mean shakespeare was a man and he was a flawed man and he was a very talented man but i think when you read the bulk of his plays and i've read most of them and been in a lot of them it's very clear to me that some of them aren't his work <laughs> And some of them are cobbled together pieces of... They just don't feel like the same voice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people 
contributed to what had become some of his lesser plays. Mm -hmm. um, and we don't know. And so I marvel at people who are always trying to figure out if he wrote them, if he didn't. I don't think it matters. What matters is that the plays exist in the world and that they move us and inspire us. That's all that matters. Sure. It doesn't matter who they're attributed to. Yeah, yeah. But I do think I love that he stole stuff liberally. He made stuff up. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, he was just trying to tell the stories he needed to tell and trying to make some money doing it to support his family. Have you ever gotten any kind of unique gifts from fans, like real Shakespearean lover fans, or um, is there anything kind of crazy you've gotten? I don't have a lot of it here. Um, I get a lot of almost main stuff, like somebody just gave me a CD of the music that they used when they did the show. Oh wow! Um, and somebody we, just we gave me. We need to talk about that. Somebody just gave me this poster of the play. It was done in Romania, so I just oh got my God. this cool poster that just came. That is really cool. Yeah, so that's been it's a lot of almost main stuff, and then we get like oh yeah, and then we got like. I wish you could, I could show you guys right now. But. I know. This is a picture, like a <laughs> oh, caricature. Oh, who did that? Oh, um, that is really good. Um, a girl named Emma. Uh, I'm going to take a picture of Emma that. Emma Citron. So I'm going to tweet that picture out if that's okay. okay. Yeah, you can so, take a picture later. So um, the audience can see that. Um, so if you had to, to, well, let's talk about Almost Me, because that's been a huge success in, you know, 2,500 theater companies. Over 3,000 now. Over 3,000. It's crazy. <laughs> I just how, found out. how long ago did you write that? Um, I wrote it in 2000. Well, I wrote it when I was a kid, like I was in my 20s. Uh -huh. And it premiered at Portland Stage Company in 2000. It premiered at the Cape Cod Theater Project in a reading in 2002. And then uh, 2004, it premiered at the Portland Stage Company in Portland, Maine, which is a Lord D Theater in Portland, Maine. And it was very successful there. Um, a producer named Jack Thomas, who uh, is probably best known for Almost Maine and Freud's Last Session. Um, he's also a producer on Tuck Everlasting, I believe. Um, he wanted to bring the play to New York. And um, I didn't really know much about the not-for-profit not theater world, so we went commercial, um, which I learned is very difficult because you are by yourself when you're commercial. <laughs> there's no entity to help you. Like, there's no organization to help you. Um, and it was really interesting because it was tough. You know, we ran eight weeks, which is a very common run for a not-for-profit theater, but for a commercial run, it's considered a, a flop. So we were considered a flop, um, not protected by a limited run. <laughs> and I was like, it wasn't super well received. Some of the reviews were great. Some of them were poor, truly mixed reviews. You know, I actually learned what mixed reviews meant. It means that some people like it and some people don't. Um, the more important paper didn't like it too much, the New York Times. Um, and I thought, oh, well, I tried. I'm an actor. I'll just get back to work. Um, and after that, Dramatist Play Service published the play. And after that, it slowly started to catch on in professional companies all across the country, mostly smaller ones. Uh, but it's been done at some really good places like Milwaukee Rep, Jiva Theater Center, Florida Rep. Um, What's the premise of the story? Um, it's nine short plays that are interconnected, and they're all about uh, love and loss in a small town called Almost Maine that isn't actually a town. It's actually an unorganized township um, because Maine is half of Maine's area is unorganized territory. Was any of it based on your own experiences? Yeah, it's it's a composite, uh, like the characters are composites of people I grew up with. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a romantic comedy and it's truly romantic because 
sentimental people think that everything's going to last and be just fine. Romantic people think that everything's going to go to hell. <laughs> and this is a romantic play. And romance is about the despair that is a part of love. And I feel like we've lost the meaning of that word. So it is a true romantic comedy. It's a comedy that is very funny, but also extremely sad. And it's about how treacherous love can be. Um, and the people in it are people from this very small town in far northern Maine. Now, there was a little drama with this show. I heard that there was this high school, Maiden High School, that mm -hmm. was planning on putting it on. In and North then, Carolina, yeah. Right, and there was uh, going to be a same-sex couple in the play, and the church and parents were objecting to that. They thought it was too sexually explicit. They didn't want to perform. Were you surprised to hear about that? Um, it's happened a couple times. It happened in Maryland in 2011. The ACLU got involved, and the school decided to present it. Mm -hmm. um, um, I I don't think the people who were objecting read the play, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and if they were objecting to the same-sex scene, that, that's fine. There's nothing I can do about that. Um, but it's the same-sex scene that is not... There's no physical contact. There's no kissing. It's about as gentle as can be. It's for, it's for people who don't understand that people fall in love and don't have much control over who they fall in love with. And I'm from Maine, and that's, that's the sound check. Oh, is that's that, oh, that's cool. is that okay? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's fine. What are, they, um, what are they playing right now? I don't know. Sounds like Motown or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't fault the principal at all. The principal pulled the play because he did feel that there was some advanced sexual innuendo, and there is a little bit, mm -hmm. um, nothing compared to what kids see. On television and movies, but sure. acting out is different. Um, I think he he decided to pull the plug simply for for those reasons. He didn't cite the same sex scene, but there were a few churches that did cite the same sex scene, and that's when um, some people came to the rescue. And now, did Maiden High School did they end up performing it? They did not, but it was they performed off site. Okay, um, and you gave a statement for that, didn't you? Yeah, you I just mm -hmm. reminded people that being a teenager is hard enough. Let's not make it any more difficult for kids who are gay. Mm -hmm. You know, falling in love when you're a teenager is already awful. Let's just leave it at that. And attaching a stigma to being gay is, in this day and age, is just kind of a waste of time. Oh, absolutely. I think. Yeah. Other things to worry about. <laughs> Much bigger things to worry about, including something I'm very curious about. What? <laughs> you were in an episode of Homeland, one of my favorite oh, yeah. television shows. <laughs> Going way off topic here, but um, were you a fan of the show before? I haven't watched the show. You've never watched the show? No. <gasps> Oh, you got to watch the show. I'm going to. I just haven't yet. <laughs> what was your um, episode? Uh, I was in the last episode of season two. Do you have your food here? I was supposed to be a recurring character. Um, I was a... I don't want to be, give any spoilers. All I know is that I was a document fraud expert, and I was creating, I think, fake passports for the two main characters who were on the run. Okay, and yes. I was supposed to be I, coming, I know that I was supposed scene. to be coming back to do this more, but oh. the story completely changed. Yes. I'm going to have to rewatch that scene knows. now. I know, I know exactly what scene yeah. that is. Yeah. Um, how was it uh, working with Damian Lewis? I have to ask because I have a crush on him. Oh, it was I mean, they were both <laughs> in a very like heightened like state of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So they said, we're supposed to be on the run, so we're just going to like leave ourselves in this really lousy place, so we're probably not going to talk to you very much. I was like, totally cool. <laughs> I just let them kind of... <laughs> Be in there high. They didn't really know. I don't think where the show was going. Uh -huh. I, at least that's the sense I got. That's yep. what it felt like to me. I don't know if that's true, but that's what it felt like. You, you've been in uh, several other shows. You were in Law mm -hmm. and Order. Yep. For years. Yeah, that was really yeah. fun. That was my yeah. favorite job I've ever had. That was. Yeah. Yeah. What about it? Um, 
I just got to play a science guy who knew everything, mm -hmm. which is television, not real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, I met one of my good friends does in real life what I kind of did on the show, except on, on a television show you can be uh, uh, an expert in lots of different things, but in real life you're not. <laughs> right, you can just actually pronounce the words. Then yes. you can <laughs> yeah. But I would always ask my friends words. who are, I have friends who are doctors and stuff, and I would I always ask them stuff um, to help me understand everything. Do you prefer theater or television? Oh, I just like to work. I'm not a famous person, so I like to work. Mm -hmm. As long as I'm working, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. um, Do you like the balance of the two? Like, is it nice to, to mix it up? or? Well, what's fun about my job in Law & Order is I would get called at 5.30 in the morning and I would usually be home by 9.00. Oh, well. Wow. Because we would usually shoot 9 my scenes. 9 a.m.? Yeah, we would usually shoot my scenes. They usually took place in the lab. Sometimes they were in the courtroom. If they were in the courtroom, it was a longer day, but usually they were in the lab. I do my scenes with Jerry Orbach and Jesse Martin, two of the best oh, wow. people ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so nice and so helpful. Um, in fact, one time, Jerry Orbach, I was having trouble learning something because they changed the science, and I had to learn it in order to do it. And they said, have you got it? Do you feel ready? He was like, no, he doesn't feel ready. He needs to learn it. Give him a second. And it was just the nicest thing. Oh, to have somebody do something like that. I'll never forget it because I was starting to sweat and almost, you know, cry. Because <laughs> they, they forget when you, they change the science. Like, yeah, that's a lot to relearn. That's oh, yeah. I have to completely understand. Yeah, yeah. Try it's to not, figure out how to make sense of it. No, it's not normal language. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. What do you like to do in your free time? Well, I do love to ski. Mm -hmm. and I do love to play basketball. And I haven't been doing those but things. Actually, I do play basketball with my cousin. I shouldn't. I have been playing basketball with my cousin on Wednesdays, but we don't play games. We just play shoot around. So <laughs> There's a carve out for that in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually read the contract, so I don't even know if I'm allowed to, but I think it's okay. Um, free time. Uh, I like to travel to cold places. Uh, like? Uh, my partner and I went to Newfoundland in December of 2014. Oh, it's supposed to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Um, we want to go to Iceland and Norway, are our next two big places. I heard great things about those, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love to my dog. <laughs> and I love to climb mountains and go hiking. Not technical climbing. I don't like. To, I like to climb with my own feet. Yeah. Not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not my partner climbing. does that stuff. He's climbed Mount Rainier and Mount oh, really? Yeah. He's. Crazy. He's let him go by himself. <laughs> I let him go. That's not. I don't want to know. with the dog. When he's yeah. Home. Yeah. So. What? Where do you see yourself ten years from now? Oh wow. And now we're getting a little deep. Well, you know what? <laughs> I did Fiddler on the Roof in, two, in, two, Fiddler on the Roof in 2004, and it was 10 years before my next Broadway show. So I hope I'm on Broadway again. I really do. I think that would be awesome. You might still be in this play. You never know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but I don't, 10 years, really? That would be cool. <laughs> yes, we're going to run for 10 years. <laughs> What's one thing you'd like to tell your 15-year-old self? Oh, oh, my 15-year-old oh, self. Wait, was there something else you wanted to add to that? No, no, no. Ask the question again. That's a good question. Uh, what's one thing you'd like to tell your 15-year-old self? Mm. Relax and don't be so afraid. That's what I would say. Yeah. And be be as nice to people as you always were. That's important. People are not nice to each other right now. We have to be nicer. Mm. We all have to be nicer to each other. <laughs> were you nice back then? I have always been worried about people not being sad mm -hmm. or their feelings being hurt, so I think that's important. Mm. I don't think we pay much attention to that right now. Agreed. We can always we can always pay more attention to it. I think yeah. it's very important. Yeah. Are you spiritual? At all? Um, I, yeah. I mean, I think everybody is. I mean, even people who say they're not. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll have a fun little game before we go. It's called okay. Speed Through, and I'm going to rapid fire a bunch of questions at you. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. What'd you have for breakfast today? I don't like breakfast. Biggest pet peeve. Biggest pet peeve? Um, I don't think. 
Anything that annoys you. <laughs> I can't think of anything that really an- all right, annoys me. Um, or I'll give you one pass. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Three things right now. you can't live without. Um, music. So my Bose speaker. I have to have a speaker somewhere so I can play. Oh, music. that's a nice one. Yep. Um, potato chips. And um, my I don't know I don't know three things I can't live without. Uh, just a pen and paper. Okay. If you had a beta fish, what would you name him? What's a beta fish? Oh, they're, they're these cool fish. They're, oh, the colorful ones? Like the really crazy colors? Yeah, they're like blue. Or... I don't like fish. <laughs> I wouldn't name it. New York City or L.A.? Mm, they're both great for different reasons, but I guess New York City. Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, Jimmy Fallon. If you're going to dinner at Christian Borrell's house, what would you bring? Um... um Chocolate milk. He likes chocolate milk? Well, I, oh, it, that's what I like. <laughs> oh, that's what you but like. for what he would like, I, I did go and I, I would have to bring him. What would I bring him? Well, like the last time I went, I brought Nilla wafers, Oreos, and chocolate milk. So that's oh, you I did? Doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get in the chocolate milk? Um, I think I did dunk the Nilla yeah. wafers in the chocolate One milk. word that sums up your experience thus far in something rotten? Best experience ever. One word. Best. <laughs> One way you live life to the fullest every day. Um, doing the show. <laughs> doing the show. Seriously. Okay, that's that. We you did it. Thank you. High five for that <laughs> Thanks for wait. Me. And pet peeve. I think it would be people who cough really loud on a lot on the subway. Oh, that's thing right or what now. about during the show while you're performing? Oh, that's fine. People cough. Okay. All right. And I people get, get on their phones. You don't want the germs spreading around you when you're on well, the subway. Well, just when you're like right there and they're coughing, that's like a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. I don't like Try to though. not. Sure. Just try harder. Sure, sure. Well, John, thanks so much for being on the show Thank today. You. So much fun. And if you like watching talented actors singing hilarious songs with a crazy, unpredictable plot, then don't wait another minute. Go get your tickets to see John Cariani and the rest of the talented cast in Something Rotten on Broadway. Thanks for tuning in. Good night, everyone. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.